Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Toku Secrets podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I am your host, Nathan Desaw, um, and we are returning back to our um, Go Kaiser review. Um, today we will be taking a look at episodes 11 through 16. Now, originally, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that I, we said we would be covering the Gosager crossover movie as well, but due to the very extensive level of content that we're going to have to cover in just these six episodes, we're going to have to postpone the movie part till next, uh, till next weekend. But uh, yeah. we're still gonna we're still gonna come, but we still got a lot to talk about here. Uh, but of course, and of course, since I have so much content on this, I can't do it alone. I have two people joining me here, so if my two uh, people will please uh, state your names to the audience. It is I, Captain Marvelous, your amazing <laughs> captain of this vessel that we are on for this journey through Gokaiser. Also known as Rizwan. Hey. Hello, I'm very marvelous. <laughs> and right. I am a shipmate Anthony. Well, aka the. Hmm? Crewmate? Crewmate, yeah. I don't shipmate, know what my, what my, what, what, I don't, a shipmate, I don't know what my title will be, so. I'm just, I'm just on the team, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your profile pic on Discord is Cure You Green, so we could say that Soji joined yeah, Captain Marvelous or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, me and freaking Jill had to fight over our sword skills of who's better. Like, oh, yeah. like, I'm better swordsman. I'm like, no, it's me. It's me. Uh. Well, my profile pic is Black Condor, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win between Soji and Joe? That is a question that. I really don't think I can answer. Me neither. I don't even intend to try that. Yeah. That'd be an awesome fight, though. It would be. It would be. One way, um, like I said, we're going to be uh, covering uh, Go Kaiger episodes 11 through 16. Uh, before we begin that, though, uh, just want to go over a little bit of uh, some tokusatsu news. Um, we still haven't uh, received um, a trademark for the uh, for this uh, for the next Sentai after Zenkaiger, which is going to be forty six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, nothing to be too alarmed though, because um, what I don't think enough people realize is that uh, these trademarks, like yes, they've been revealed in uh, September these last couple of weeks, but. It's not actually been Toei revealing them. It's it's stuff getting leaked out. So um, I wouldn't be too alarmed about that. We can probably assume that Toei will make the formal announcement sometime soon. And not only that, but there have been a few uh, trademarks that have been revealed in October. So I wouldn't be too afraid of that. Um, there have been there has been word that they're in the process of making a trademark. So. 
we'll just have to see. I hear that there's a rumor, though, that they're going to be ninjas, uh, which, if they are, I mean, really, you're going to do ninjas again? I mean, really? Uh, like, like, this is like the fourth one. Just, just don't repeat the absolute utter failure that we had last time. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, I still have, like, trigger memories about the lawnmower. Oh, God, not the lawnmower. You know, I was I recently... Was Go ahead, Anthony. I wasn't even sure if, like... Did, wait, did, did, uh... Ninja Steel? I, I, I completely blanked on this. Did Ninja Steel ever do a better adaption of that, or no? No. Okay, so they're both for trash. Okay. Not yeah. even not even they could do anything with it. They didn't even try to adapt that into their. Could you did, imagine? Uh... Um. Uh, what is the guy's name? His brother. The Blue uh, Ranger. Oh, uh, Risky? Yoshi. Wait, uh, well, yeah, no, Yoshi's wait, brother. Could you imagine Yoshi's brother? Peter having an episode where he's like a magician, and then also being a lawnmower protector. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be rude. It, it'd be awkward, and I would not want to be there for that. That just sounds terrible on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything about Need Ninja just wasn't, was just, uh, the mechs were boring. I mean, the, like, it just had a real boring aesthetic. I mean, the best Ninja Sentai to me is still uh, Hurricaneer, which was adapted yes. into a Ninja Storm. I yeah. love that. I love that Sentai, actually. I love the um, it was unique in how they did it. Yeah. Because, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, I know we're going on a tangent here a little bit, because it's us, but... And we didn't last time. Yeah. I think. But it, I think that was the first Sentai to feature a secondary team of, of Ranger-type people. Yeah. Because... They didn't have anything like what the Thunder and the Wind Rangers prior in history of Sentai, I don't think. Yeah. And, and even now, uh, it really well from what I've mm-hmm. read about it. I've never watched it, but what I've read has been really impressive. Yeah, it's, uh, it was just uh, overall pretty unique. Uh, but uh, to kind of uh, go off of uh, the future of Sentai, though. Um, well, well, just to clarify, uh, just to wrap up that subject, uh, if it's a ninja theme, that'll be great, but, you know, Toei, if you want to, if you want to bring Sentai back up, you really need to try new brands, like, I don't know, maybe do an insect theme. I mean, I know that insects are common Rider's theme, but come on. Yeah. Can we do that or, already? Or give us I, dragon I like you promised us, Ryu Soldier. Looking at you. <laughs> I, want, I want medieval knights. Yeah. Yes. You know what would be cool too? Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I that'd be awesome. Viking and, Viking yeah. and then like, you have one season of medieval, one season of Vikings, and you have a crossover season. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I get the fact that we're dealing with Japan, where they deal a lot with ninjas, and that's their thing, and dinosaurs are ubiquitous, that everyone has them. But it's the it's twenty twenty one, almost twenty twenty two. We're allowed to borrow like other cultural ideas. Let's bring in some knights. Let's bring in something unique and different. Let's go to space. 
for real. Not Gokaiser space, but like real space. More if you just want to go off what's popular in Japan right now, just to capitalize this, because I was talking with my girlfriend about this, and she suggested, like, you could do a samurai theme again. Um, but, and, you know, Anthony could probably back me up with this. Uh, instead of, um, you could have it, instead of just being, like, like heavily samurai-based with Japanese culture, like they did in Shinkenger, you could probably go for, like, a theme... Uh, I don't know, like Demon Slayer, because I mean, you could rip yeah. that off. But, but Demon Slayer is like the biggest thing in Japan right now, and it's pretty big here in the U.S. too. So definitely, that would, yeah, that would be huge. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but you know, another thing about the future of Sentai, uh, you know, I was recently on uh, the Sentai, the Super Sentai subreddit on Reddit, which is where I go to sometimes get news and. Uh, I heard word that, and again, this is just a rumor, so take it with a huge grain of salt, but apparently there's been talk that for the future of Sentai, when it comes to the mech fights, they're going to be transitioning to full CGI, which instead of having, you know, the mech suits um, for that, um, I don't know how I feel about that. now, of course, they've used CGI in mech fights before, you know, like, whenever, like, of course, they have to use CGI whenever the mech, whenever the mechs are transforming. Uh, and, you know, whenever the mech does something, like, really insane that a guy couldn't do in the suit, like, you know, like, when SPD, when the Megazord is fighting, it has to, like, flip out of the way and, like, shoot a gun like it's in the, like, it's in a cop movie. That obviously has to be CGI. <laughs> but, uh... Well... Let me ask you this, and start to cut you off here, but why no, is that it, a problem? Well, I don't think it's a problem. I think it could be good. I I do think so, but there's also things that I think about, like, and I know that this is a really old example, and CGI wasn't really the best, but if you want an example of a not-so-great CGI, look at the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the original one. The Ninja Megazord, uh, and the, the Ninja Megazord was CGI in that movie, and it okay, looked see, terrible. I, I understand that one. awful. <laughs> I understand that complaint, but also, that was, like, what, 1995? Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm confident if you try today with today's techniques and what we are capable of, we'd do a much better job. Much better. I mean, I so, think it's possible. I wouldn't knock on it too quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see what they do, and hopefully if they use CGI, that allows them to get away with some more... Because uh, the downside for it being a suit is that there's only so much you can do with that, but with CGI, you can do a lot more things, and maybe that could be a way for them to like create like more creative gimmicks with the toys. For that, because yeah. toys are toys are the big thing for Sentai at the end of the day. So, yeah, definitely, we'll I'm open to it. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, I honestly like it's okay to add CGI for like like some of the cool like some some of the stuff they couldn't do as far as when it comes to like them using certain attack moves or certain moves where somebody's flipping over, you know, things like that. But like. Going from just traditional suits to full CGI throughout the entire fight? I don't know. It's just 
Well, okay, uh, so how do y'all feel about like the animated um, properties out there? Like, for example, I'm reaching her a little bit, but like Voltron, for example, that's all CGI and the Netflix adaptation. Well, with that, it was more of less like it was like a, like an like animated show. So I was like, okay, there's yeah. going to be CGI in certain aspects of the show. I'm cool with that. Cause they, cause it was a fantastic show, and I still love it to this day. Yeah. But like, uh, but in live action, it just feels a little different. But I'm more concerned it, about the budget implications with this, though, because you know I've noticed with Tokyo shows that like a lot of things that require heavy CGI, they rarely use. And one example is um, in Common Rider Gaim, the. Uh, Anthony, what was the watermelon arms thing called in Gaim? Was it like uh, Sukiya? Suki, yeah, Suki arms. Yeah, that had to be like fully CGI for the common whenever the whenever a common writer would use it. And wouldn't you know, it only appeared in a couple of episodes. Yeah, so, Zero One had had a, a whole mech thing too, where they had like a, a mammoth um, mammoth progress key, where when our main writer was using it instead of him just transforming to a regular writer with the suit. He got a whole freaking like ship that turned into a robot. And then thus he had to pile the robot like that. So and it was all CGI. So here's another, here's another one. I, I think was done well and was CGI and live action mixed with mechs. And I thought Pacific Rim was really well done too. Which one? Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they do something like Pacific Rim for a TV show level, that'd be fine. Like, obviously, it would not be, like, to the same theatrical level as Pacific Rim, but I think they could pull that off. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, open to it. I'm not saying it's going to be terrible. It was just a interesting yeah. subject to discuss. I think it'd be interesting to see it. Um, I wouldn't call it bad, I wouldn't call it good. It's just something that if Toei and the Sentai creators think it's viable, because let's face it, um, I don't think they're making as much money as they used to from the property. Maybe their as, toys are still making a lot of money, but I don't think overall it's a crap ton of money like it used to be. So this might or may not be a spoiler, because like, I'm not going to like specific say when this will happen or like you know how this will occur but apparently in zen kaiser as of as currently they're supposed to be getting like a like a final mech like final you know mech for something for like you know the, the you know a final mech basically for the series Mm-hmm. And it may or may not be fully CGI, so once it finally pops up, then you'll be like, oh, this is how it looks. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess like I guess like that's like they're like um they're ultra they're ultra sword basically, is that if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So one way, uh I guess the basic gist is that it's an interesting concept, but we'll just have to see if it's true or not, because all this yeah. is just rumors at this point. Right. So, question to the audience. What kind of Sentai theme are y'all most excited to see? Yeah, we'd like to see what your ideas are. 
Yeah, because I, I, I'm really all about medieval knights at this point. <laughs> or, like, even feudal Japan as a theme would be really cool. So, let us know. Yeah. Well, those are just uh, some, uh, just a little bit of the news. Now, it hasn't really been an eventful time in Sentai, or Tokusatsu in general. We don't really have much to talk about Kamen Rider related. Um... So with that being said, let's uh, let's return to our Gokaiger um, Gokaiger review. So uh, before we get started, I'm going to give a brief recap to the audience, just to remind you guys uh, where we are. Um, so basically, uh, the Gokaigers, they are five space pirates searching for the greatest treasure in the universe. Um, they hold the Ranger Keys, which are manifestations of all the Sentai Rangers' powers. Um, which were lost in battle against the Zanyak. Now they're battling against the Zanyak on Earth as they search for the treasure, and in order to obtain the treasure, they must obtain the grand powers of all 34 of the previous Super Sentai, and as we are entering this review, they currently hold four, which include Maji Ranger, Deku Ranger, Geki Ranger, and Gal Ranger. So, uh, Hope, hope you hope you all have that. So we're not going to begin with it. You guys ready? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Go get, right. go catch change. Let's make it showy. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be doing uh, episodes eleven and twelve, um, covering those. Episodes eleven and twelve, part of me are are a two parter episode that is the tribute to Samurai Sentai Shinkinger. Uh, so as the episode begins, uh, so we start off seeing Joe train with his sword, and then after we have a brief, uh, after we have a brief fight with the Zanyak, the Gokaijers receive their next clue from Navi, uh, which is simply samurai. Well, okay, samurai, like really <laughs> emphasis on the samurai. Moon part. <laughs> so while the Gokaijers are out looking for samurai. They, they come across a kendo group, and Joe has some brief flashbacks of his own sword training while he's seeing the kendo group practice with their swords, uh, during which we're shown that he had a friend whose name is Sid Bomick, Um And uh, he trained Joe how to use a sword, during which he showed Joe a very uh, special technique. And... Uh, and we also get a brief flashback to episode four when Iam tries to ask Joe about something, during which we're reminded that Iam, that Luca told Iam that uh, Joe has, you know, Joe, Joe was trained how to use a sword by someone who's very important to him. And we don't, we don't know what happened to Sid, of course, yet. Yet. That's a really big, that's a really big word in this context. But uh, before the Gokaijus can continue their treasure hunt, they get met by the samurai they're looking for, and her name is Karu Shiba, um, and her servant Tamba. Karu Shiba is a former Shinkenger. She is um, the former, and her official Sentai name is Haimi Shinkenred. But for those of you, but in order to explain the full context, for those of you who I've only watched Power Ranger Samurai. Karu is the equivalent of Lauren. She is the 
she is the female version of the Red Sentai Ranger. Uh, the Red Samurai Ranger. I'm sorry. So Shinken Red in this context. <laughs> and she demands that the Gokaijers return the Shinkenja Ranger keys. And after getting into a brief fight with Marvelous, who tries to shoot her, because that's what Marvelous does. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. So she gets into a fight with Marvelous, and then Joe challenges her to a fair duel with a sword, with the deal being that if Joe wins, Karu has to give the Gokaijers the Shinkinger's grand power, and if Joe wins, uh, and if Karu wins, then the Gokaijers have to return the Ranger Keys. They go about evenly matched in their duel before it's interrupted by a Zanyak attack. Now, uh, the Gokaijers and Karu both rush there. Now, it's important to note that uh, the monster of the day in this episode is a uh, they kind of make him out to be a bit more of a, a more powerful uh, monster because he's apparently one who's from like the elite guard of the emperor, who we haven't seen yet. Bad. Yeah. And, uh, and the interesting thing is that during this invasion, the Gokaijers, for the first time in the series, encounter some of the main bad guys. Uh, they encounter Warzugil and Bari and Barry Zorg, who accompany. Um, the monster of the day in the invasion. So that's pretty big. And they mock Warzugil, which is awesome, because he's... As they should. <laughs> ...kind of pathetic. Um, so the Gokaijers transform, and after getting into a brief fight, um, during which they use um, a few Gokai changes, uh, the Gokaijers are overpowered by the monster, and Joe attempts to go after Warzugil himself so that he can... So, to basically just end this invasion. But, of course, he's stopped by Bari Zorg, who's uh, Warzugil's bodyguard. And in the middle of the fight, Bari Zorg uses a technique that is the exact same thing that Sid taught Joe to use. And Joe is, of course, shocked, which allows Bari Zorg to overpower him and defeat him. And uh, Warzugil then reveals that Bari Zorg is Sid. Basic, basically, uh, Sid was captured by the Zanyak, and he was turned into this new cyborg. And but he has absolutely no memory of who he is. So, yeah, that's a pretty big revelation. Dun dun dun. And the episode ends with uh, Marvelous getting injured. Um, while attempting to protect Joe from a, an attack from Barizorg, Warzugil, uh, the, the Zanyak has to retreat because Warzugil gets hurt in the middle of the fight, and Joe disappears at the end of the episode. So that then leads Remember, us... Like a little punk. <laughs> yeah. So in, the se- so in the next episode, as it begins, um, Joe tries to get through to Bari Zorg, who has returned to Earth to retrieve his sword. Um, Bari Zorg has absolutely no memory of his past as Sid. Like, he can't remember anything. He just, he just keeps calling Joe a pathetic human, doesn't know who he is, and this causes Joe to fall into despair. Now, while, but meanwhile, back at the Galleon, um, while the Gokaijers are trying to recover, and uh, Karu and Tamba are with them, Marvelous insists that 
you know, Marvelous insists that Joe will be fine, but he has to come back. And um, basically, to kind of put a bun- put a couple of things together, we're shown Joe's full backstory. So basically, what happened was that uh, Joe, before he became a Gokaiger, now we already knew this from a previous episode. He used to work for the Zanyak as a special force uh, guy. Um, his first assignment was to kill a group of children. And, of course, Joe refused to do that. In fact, he actually attacked some of the Zanyak people when they tried to do it. And he and Sid were thrown into prison. Uh, Sid helped Joe escape, but he was supposedly killed in the fight. Although, um, although we obviously know now that he wasn't killed. And Joe spent the next couple of days running from the Zanyak. But, unfortunately, he, fa- he had a clacker on his neck that allowed the Zanyak to follow him, and he couldn't remove it because it would give because it would shock him. But then luckily Marvelous and Navi fa- um and Marvelous was still traveling by himself at this point. Um found Joe, um, helped him fight off the Zanyak. Marvelous really liked Joe's fighting skills. Um <laughs> now, you know, no no uh I'm not gonna say anything specific, but the wording is kind of weird because uh in the middle of the fight, like Marvelous shows up, and then Joe is like, "It's like, uh, oh." Oh my god, it's a sp- That's marvelous. He'll he'll almost kill himself just to get something off of him. And with Joe free, Joe basically swore his loyalty to Marvelous to follow him, to fo- help him with his dream. And he was also given his Gokai Blue Ranger key and Mobirates. And as time went on, he saw that uh, we saw Luca, Don, and I am joined. Now we'll get to the, those moments later in the series. So there's that backstory. Um, so while the other Gokaijers are fighting off, um, a Zanyak invasion, during which we get some pretty cool, uh, um, Gokai changes where they all transform into different Gokaijers, um, Joe is at first, um, really depressed, but then he remembers that he has the Gokaijers, which, um, basically raises his spirits. Um, Karu is impressed by the Gokaijers' bond claiming that it seems to be almost as strong as that of a samurai, and agrees to give Joe the, Goka- the Shinkinger's grand power, provided that they defeat the Zanyak. Joe returns. The Gokaijers fight off the monster. They transform into Shinkinger with Shinkinger's go- goaded uh, theme song playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Shinkinger's theme song is awesome. Uh, it is. They defeat the monster. Um, the Shinkinger's grand power, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit because it's in a second because it's really weird. Um, it allows the Go- Gokaio to combine with Gao Lion, but in a different way where it transforms into Shinkin Gokaio, which is um, a robot that 
Looks very similar to the Shinkinger's main robot, Shinkano. That's the equivalent of a Samurai Megazord, if you're a Power Rangers fan. Um, they defeat the monster, and, you know, I really love that. Um, and then there's the final scene, which I really want to talk about briefly, because it's one of my favorite moments in the show where, you know, uh, where um, Marvelous, like, he faints, like, he looks like he's in pain, and then he's like, I'm hungry. and <laughs> And then they go up, and then as they're walking away, Joe kind of smiles and just silently realizes that, hey, I may have lost Sid, but, and I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get him back, but at least I got these friends. And then they go back to have dinner. You know, I, I really like that moment because, like, like I said, Joe was my favorite character. And, uh, and that kind of helps us uh, segue into the review part. I, I've always loved that final scene of this episode. You know, I love Joe putting his arms around uh, Don and I am because, you know, he's a really serious guy that rarely shows emotions, but the end of this episode where he realizes that he has the Gokaijers and even if he never sees Sid again, he at least has friends. That's just a really powerful moment. And I loved it like seven years ago when I was watching this show and I still love it this, still love it now. Just Really touchy moment, and I know it's uh, just a simple one, but that's why I like it so much. Definitely. What do you guys think of this episode? Definitely my most favorite uh, two-parter when it comes to, like, Gokaiger. Um, I really, really enjoy the fact that we get to learn more about Joe and how he, you know, went from being, like, a Zanyak, you know, scrub to, like, being the second second command of the Gokaijers, essentially. So, and it was great to see, you know, Shikinger. I love Shikinger's. Like Shikinger's is one of my top five Sentai's. So definitely seeing them again made you know was, put a smile on my face. At least seeing one of them, you know. It would have been better if they brought back Takeru, but that's uh, the actual Shinken Red. Yeah, I guess um, it, it wasn't available, so they got what yeah. they got what they could get. And like I said, you know, I like the resolution here because, you know, one thing that I, um, you know, they did this also in RPM where it's like a character wants something, which is which in Joe's case is that he wants Sid back and he wants to restore Sid. And while he may not have accomplished that, he realizes that it doesn't matter, at least now, because he has something just as good, if not better, which is new friends, you know, similar like with RPM where... You know, throughout the entire series, Dylan wants to find his past and everything. And the th funny thing is, is that we never figure it out in RPM. But the deeper meaning is because it doesn't matter, because he found something even better, which was new friends and better memories. You know, I'm a real sucker for that, where it's like, you go out wanting... It's, it's like, and I know it's subtle here, but I just really love that type of plot resolution where it's like, you don't get what you want, but you get something even better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. What did you think, Riz? So my thoughts were, it's not my favorite two-parter, because I have another one that's like my absolute favorite and Gokaiser. But it's definitely rated in at least, from what I can remember, the top five. Um, mm -hmm. 
So this is a really well done episode. And I think the biggest strength I'm seeing up until this point in Gokaiser is... So at first look, when you think about Gokaiser's um, characteristics, you'll probably think about are going to be aloof, non-caring, greedy, um, anti-hero, etc. Right? Like these are the things that Gokaiser's pride themselves on trying to make people think they are. But then you get episodes like this where you see that Joe is hurting and he wants his friend back, and he's like you know, he appreciates the people around him and they actually care about what they're doing. And that is a really big strength of it. And honestly, I think that's a big reason for why I like Gokaiser is just the level of death we go in with the characters. It's not a sallow thing that's just a badass. Here are 34 Sentais that came before this one. They can transform into them. Whoop-dee-doo. If that was all it was this wouldn't be my favorite Sentai. But because we have all that badass stuff, plus amazing character development and a really good plot, which we'll get into in, I think, two more episodes from now when we talk about that. But mm-hmm. um, th- this just helps cement Go Kaiser was done really well. And it's not just a... Um, it, people say, and I don't understand why they say it, but a lot of people say this is a marvelous show because no other character really gets the spotlight, but yet the characters alternate so often on who gets the spotlight if you really look at the episode list that it's never just Marvelous doing his thing. It's always Marvelous has a couple episodes, Joe has an arc. They all have an arc. I mean, it's the thing. You yeah. know, like Doc had one. Um well, there's a difference between being red centric and, you know, be like giving all focus to the Red Ranger and being red centric, but at least being aware that the other Go Cadres exist. And I would put, like, I do think Marvelous does get, you know, majority focus in the show overall, but yeah. the show is aware that it has other characters and gives them the focus when they need to. So. And, like, there's yeah. a huge difference with that. Like, in the case of, like, Tolk Huger, which we already reviewed, that's an example of just giving it all to the to right, uh, the Red Ranger, yeah. and then just doing absolutely nothing with the rest of the guys. But Gokaiger does a lot with Marvelous, but they let the other people shine. Yeah. Sorry. Or, like, in the case of um, King from uh, Zero Ranger, that... That's also another case of this is a red centric thing. The other characters don't really matter. Yeah. Or Mystic um, Force empowering. Yeah. Yeah, that's don't, another don't one. Don't get me started on Mystic Force. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they better be lucky. They're very lucky that Xan- that Xander, Chip, and freaking Vita and Madison were all there because if they weren't, the show would be terrible. Yeah. Look guys, it's all part of Plan Xander, all right? Yeah. Exactly. Always about Plan Xander. I should know. So, I interviewed him. I know. <laughs> I've seen the interview. It's great. You'll have to go watch it after this review, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, these episodes are crafted well. So I've never seen Stink Cancer. So a lot of the references are lost on me when we get specific. But 
I've seen Samurai, so I can follow the idea of, okay, this is Lauren. This is the same story, just copy-pasted in American. So I understand what's going on. But it's still nice to be able to follow along with enough of the past Sentais to follow and know what's going on without having to have been through like 40 or 50 episodes of a prior series to understand this one. We're never, as an audience, met, left to feel like, well, I can't watch this because I haven't seen literally 30-plus years of content prior to it. And that's a and huge compliment to the show, in my opinion. Shoot, neither have I. Like, um, I have not seen any of the, like, Go, Rang- Go Rangers 2, as far as even Jetman. Like, I... I I haven't watched any of those Sentais. I mean, I haven't seen any Sentai prior to Gokaiser, actually. Everything I've seen comes after Gokaiser. I've seen Go Busters, I've seen Tokyuzer, I've seen uh, Zeozer. You know, I've seen different ones that come after, but I didn't really ever stop to look at the ones before it, okay. which is something I'm going to start rectifying, I think. I think Shigeru's was my first. Absolutely. I think I went back to watch Go Wanger, and then I started going forward after that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Go Kaiser is my entry to Sentai because I found a YouTube clip of the Legendary War, and I was like, "What? That's awesome! <laughs> really cool! Always watch this." Yeah. So, like, that's that was my intro to this. The only thing, uh. Last thing I want to talk about before we move on to this next episode, and it's not even related to this episode, it's just in general. Um, I always found this weird. I don't know how I feel about it still. So Shin Kinger's grand power lets Gokaio transform with a Gala Ranger mech. Yeah, I kind of yeah. get what you're going with that. Well, <laughs> okay, so hear me out. I think you're focusing on the wrong part here. I think what they're trying to do is they're saying, okay, so Gao Lion is, for all intents and purposes now, a Gokaiser mech, right? Like, yeah, I get it. it's a, Go- Gao is it's a Gokai mech. machine. Right. But so what they're saying is, we're going to teach you a methodology for transformation that looks very similar to Sinkenzer O or Sin. Is it Sinkano? Yeah, it. So, yeah, they transferred Sinkano, but they're saying, okay, we can't just use the primary five Galleon mechs. That doesn't work to make what we're wanting to do. So we need parts from the other mechs, which is valid because that's all Gokai's technology. So there's no reason to think, oh, Sinkenzer's heisting the Gao Ranger's mech. They're actually heisting the Gokai's mech which is valid because now they have this other mech that's theirs now and they're going to use it. I guess I could see it like that. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It was just always weird. Yeah. I I love the look of uh, Shinken Gokaio, actually. That's probably my favorite uh, alternate version of Gokaio so far. Like, they, they actually, it's really creative. Um, I really like Shinken Gokaio. It's just the idea of having it be Gao Lion instead of, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe they could summon something like, uh, I don't know, I mean, Karu is Shinken Red, so 
maybe she could have given uh, the Gokaijers the Shishi Origami, which is uh, which is the Lion Folding Sword equivalent. Um, well, if you go, what they did is okay. If you go with that route, you'd have to say every one of the thirty-four past Sentais have to provide a mech, you know. And that's a great toy opportunity for Toei to monopolize on, and they should have done it. But also, can you imagine trying to balance having that many mechs and then getting the the heat for saying, "Oh, well, you only used Sentai mech." from this season once in the entire series, but yet you're using, for example, the Q-Rex every other episode or something. So that's a hard balance. Yeah, well, the glam powers in general are just a weird balance, though, because, um, I mean, as we'll find out later in the show, like, there are some grand powers that seem to be more effective than others because keep in mind like um like as we're now like as of now in the show they have five grand powers which is maji deka geki and gal ranger plus shinkinger now like most of those are pretty effective but the geki ranger grand power just allows you to summon the spirits of those geki beasts and they rarely use that one like as we'll find out there are some grand powers that they tend to use more than others so it's kind of a yeah, weird I mean, balance. The next grand power they get in episode 14, we're going to talk about it in a few minutes. That's a very useless grand power. That has no... Yeah. There's no yeah. use to it. It's just worthless to me. And there's going to be even... And spoiler alert, guys, but, you know, whatever. Uh, there's a handful of grand powers that we never see used in the show. Yeah. Now, of course, we'll, we'll get to those later, but... Um, 45, I mean, 40, 34 uh, seasons, so it's not like they can just go through all of them in, this one, in one show. It's, yeah. It, it well, doesn't work that way. They do a tribute episode for each of the Sentais, which I believe we get every one of the 34 as a tribute. The grand uh, powers have been shown in some way. Not, not all of them, but I don't want to, I don't, but I, I can't give you examples here in the review now because then we'd be spoiling we'll, it for we'll the audience. Afterwards, but, what I'm missing because I might be missing one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I mean, there's a few I can remember right off the bat. But anyway, uh, we've. over. Let's go back to the review. Yeah, we're going to be moving on to episode 13 now, and I'm going to be turning uh, the review over to Anthony for episodes 13 and 14. So the floor is yours, Anthony. Alrighty, so with episode 13 is Tell Me The Way. <laughs> um, in this episode, basically, um, I'm getting kidnapped. Way. Is this about <laughs> the Mandalorian, The Way? Well, I was thinking of that and freaking, uh, you know, Do You Know The Way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brother, but, um, sorry, when you... Say again? I spit on you. You don't uh, know The Way. Right. <laughs> Please. The way in it in that sequence, there's no way you're gonna avoid a Mandalorian joke. So, right. <laughs> make that. I mean, look, Nathan. This is the way. It was known. It's always the way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Anthony. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Um, so basically, in uh this episode, uh, I gets kidnapped. <laughs> Wait, well, not really, but like um. 
So she's walking around towns, you know, just saying, oh, let me look at all this beautiful, you know, scenery and whatnot. She comes across this guy keeps following her and he approaches her. He's like, oh, can you show me the directions to the train station? She's like, yeah, sure. I can show you. And he they walk. He pulls a gun on her saying, this is a kidnapping. I'm going to kidnap you. Um, give me whatever money you have. I'm, pay- I'm paying ho- for your um to get hostage. And so you're thinking, oh, my God, like I'm going to get kidnapped. You know, what's going to what's going to do? And then you also think that this is I'm she's a pirate from one of the, you know, sentais of, you know, of this of a pirate, of a pirate, uh, alien pirate shit. So, you know, she's probably going to have able to able to throw hands against somebody and we're not too worried about it. And so obviously she shows in the episode that she can, you know, deal with somebody who has a gun. And she flawlessly kicks the dude's ass and just basically took the gun from him. And she notices, oh, this ain't even a real gun. It's fake. <laughs> you just, it's a toy gun, whatever. And <laughs> the dude explains that, like, he's in severe amount of debt. Um, I know he owes, like, um, a bunch of people money, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He, you know, he has no money. I think he lost his job or whatever. So he's kind of like, so he's just down his luck, basically. And so <laughs> I'm the lovely but sometimes she can be clueless too it just basically calls up calls up the team and says hey um i've been kind of kidnapped but like i need some money to, to pay to pay this dude and they're just like what you, hey you got some nerve kidnapping our crewmate or whatever and so they never really know who kidnapped her they just know they know that there's a guy there that's with her at the time and so, <laughs> meanwhile, that's going on. Um, the Zanyak have like this this little um, silver piece. They're like I forgot what. No, they're looking for something that they can use to create poison with. And they go to Earth. They send them a monster to do to you know to go find it or whatever. And the monster ends up attacking I'm with the guy. So you know he's like. Hey, you had that thing we're looking for, and the guy's like, "No, we don't. I don't know what you're talking about." And so, she saves the saves the guy. They escape. While that's going on, um, Marvelous comes in. He tries to like he knows that something that that she was you know wasn't there when everything happened. And so he looks and he's like, "Oh, like you know she she was here." Because her necklace had fell off when he, when during the attack. And so now they're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with the situation and whatnot. And then I'm ends up uh, talking to the guy more, saying that he should, you know, make sure everything, you know, that he should try to do better for his life, you know. And come to find out that the, the thing that the Zyga were looking for was actually in the hands of the kidnapper. It was like a little silver, like it's almost like a like a coin almost. And he's like, oh, you mean this thing I found? Uh, you know, he thought it was like a like a coin or something. And it turns out it was actually the same uh coin that the Zyga were looking for so they can create poison with it. And ended up in the hands of this guy. And so she I'm trying to, you know, make sure the guy is safe. 
And then the Gokaijus show up. <laughs> and this is the funniest part right here. So they assume that the kidnapper was actually the monster of the day of the week and their confusion. And she just went, goes on with it. She's like, oh, yeah, it was this guy. He did do it. <laughs> and so they fight the monster. They beat it. And, of course, you know, they are saved, blah, blah, blah. And the guy, he basically just, you know, goes off in the distance and just, you know, tries to do better for his life. Um, this was actually actually a decent episode for just being one like a one filler, but you know, it was a it was it was okay in my opinion. It was good good for a laugh. So you know, what you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, this episode does. Um, if there's one purpose that this episode does have, um, just for later ep- implications, is that it gives very subtle foreshadowing because. Uh, there's some hints that Ayam may have lost some something that was important to her. Um, she mm-hmm. hints that she's lost her planet because she's constantly, you know, looking over Earth and how beautiful it is. So it does give some very subtle hints. Um, and I don't think uh, I don't think Anthony uh, I, I don't think we uh, pointed this out yet, but this is actually the first episode that Ayam gets all to herself in the show. Yeah, yeah um, this is her first solo episode, just her. Yeah. She's yeah, not sharing it with Dolph. She's not sharing it with Luca. Which I don't think her and Luca are sharing any episodes yet, but you know, our little yeah. island's all growing up now. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um. It could have been. Uh, maybe it could have been somewhat better. I mean, I don't know. I can't say what I would have done better. I just. Um, but I did like this episode. I mean, it's good for a filler episode and. Heck, it's also good for this review because, unfortunately, the next three episodes that we have to talk about contain a lot of stuff. So we got to appreciate this episode for giving us a brief breather. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. honestly, as a if you want to just if I'm not saying this is a it's a person who doesn't skip episodes, but if you were a guy person who watches this this show and you're just like, I just want to see all the cool Gokai, just you know, the new powers they get or whatever. You can skip this episode easily and just go straight to the like the the, the more plot focused episodes if you want to. Character people like us, I mean, you could get something out of it. Not a bad. Yeah. We're not saying it's a bad episode. But... No, no, no. By no, no it's, it's a fantastic episode. I just, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, yeah. no, it's not going to contribute to the overall Gokai mission, but yeah, it gives you that much needed plot to give you an idea of. Okay, so we know we had a sick who's wearing pink and she's kind of soft spoken and doesn't really do a lot, but she's really nice. That's yeah. all you got until here. But now you got more detail that okay, she's also a badass. She can take care of herself, but she's also very kind and very like forgiving. And she gets very forgiving. So I I would not hold it against her that, you know. It's a good way to continue to keep our characters rolling and to give them some real life, you know, that we're just missing. There's no life right now, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can move on to the next one now because yeah. we got a lot more stuff to cover, so we're going to have to yeah. keep moving. Yeah. So, uh, so episode in, uh, 14, Anthony? This is episode 14, Now More Road Safety, which is the... Gekiso Sentai, Ka Ranger, 
tributes. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so in the beginning, uh, Navi, which is our navigator slash, you know, small robot bird that we have, does the, you know, prediction as, as he always does. And it's about traffic safety. He actually, this, this is a very interesting um, episode because you actually get to kind of see what Navi kind of like envisions in, 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 in his head when it comes to the predictions. He has a dream about, you know, being on the road and just driving. I think he was like a small car or whatever and just starts driving. Yeah. Like the go on your engines. Yeah, it's like it's like machine world. It's like, oh, they, oh that, that's, that's like a, almost like a small uh, Easter egg for uh, Gawanger. I was like, that's cool. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> road sa- traffic safety, like, what? I mean, okay, but what does that do with us? <laughs> And so Barizor reveals to um, Wars Guild that a man had interfered with their action commander, uh, Zongat, which, which was the same creature we saw in the last episode and, um, at a crosswalk, which I guess that was maybe the reason why they ended up meeting with that action commander that moment was during that time, I'm assuming. Um, they have a new action commander who had who was named uh Jealous Jealous Jealisto? I guess that's pronounced Jealousito. And he's basically in love with the Insari, which is our like monster maker slash monster grower of this uh season. Because like I guess they knew just since high school from what it's telling me. And we end up seeing um, Racer, which uh, Red Racer, which was the um, Red of uh, Car Ranger at the time. He's much older now, which is you know was always good because I've I've seen Car Ranger um, literally I think last year because I remember it was like early last year I actually finished it all, so I was like okay this is a nice funny little Sentai that I like you know it wasn't too bad. Um, he is attempting to teach children about the basis of safety, but of course, kids don't care about that crap. They just like, uh, whatever. And Jill yeah. Cito and the um and his army are basically attacking the park, and you know, attacking him, attacking him per se, because Insarin ends up falling in love with him. I think, yeah, he ends up falling in love with uh. Gen, uh, Genai, Kiyosuke, which is, you know, Red Racer. And so really this is about getting capturing him instead of just being like attacking, you know, for no reason. Um the Go Hatchers intervene. And they actually turned turn the Zoo Rangers at this time. And of course they beat the crap out of the monster and it was very hilarious how they did it. <laughs> um so in the end, they they actually meet um, Kiyosuke, and he reveals that, oh yeah, I'm Red Racer. Um, and he they're like, hey, you tell us what the grand power is. And he doesn't tell them right away, because either A, he doesn't know what it is, or B, he just wants to, he does know what it is, but he just wants something out of it so that, he, so that they can give it to him. Um, he asks them to do like a, this safety uh, 
thing with him so that way they can he can teach kids like hey the importance of safety and so they decline as obviously you would think they would do that because they're not like we're not doing that crap <laughs> and um but Jelicito attacks again and I think Don was with them at the time so Don's with them and you know I think Isarin shows up too to stop him from attacking uh, Jinrai and Dawn, but mostly for Jinrai because, you know, that's that's her new boo thing, so she's trying to save him, obviously. And also, and, um, fun little fact here, this is the first time that the Gokaijers encounter Insarn in person. Yes, this is, this is definitely the first time they encounter each other, and they... It's that they've now like, encountered all four of the main villains now, except uh, for Domarus. Domarus, yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about in a very, very later video. Yeah. And um so they attack. They so he attacks and I think the go other go had to show up and <laughs> there's a funny scene. Isari literally demanding them to help Jinrai <laughs> and, and they're just like, Okay, sure, we'll help. <laughs> Why not? Still, yeah, transform and help. What are you doing? Just standing there looking, help him. And it was like, Okay. I thought they would have been like Wait, no, we don't listen to you. Like, who are you? <laughs> but that was that's just a funny thing that they did. And um, so they... Why, I know they, like, kind of lose at first, but they wind up transforming, trying, trying to transform into the um, Car Rangers. But actually, in actuality, they end up turning into the um, Turbo Rangers instead, which is kind of ironic because the Turbo Rangers was actually... Um, Car Rangers, Car Rangers, uh, American Power Rangers adaption, which is you know it's kind of funny that they call themselves Turbo Rangers in America, which but in Japan they had Turbo Rangers, but they also have Car Rangers, so it's kind of like funny that they it was did a that. Very subtle Power Rangers joke. Very subtle. exactly. It was very great. Subtle. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> I just love how like they were like on different um like types of like uh they had skateboard um. Freaking uh, rollerblades. Um, I think one of them was on a unicycle. I think. I think it was like. I think it was Donna was on a unicycle. I think, or bicycle. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and they all attacked. Of course, it's just freaking funny because like, uh, Marvels was the only one that didn't have like a like a vehicle that he was on. He was just. I think he was sitting on top of Dawn, and he kind of just like got off the bike because like I think Kiosuke, I think Kiosuke was telling him like, hey, like you know. Don't do that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, Josito grows, and like Jinrai is basically like telling um, Josito to how he, how he truly feels about her. And the Gokaijers, you know, well, actually, Isarin tells Josito she loves him too, even though it's kind of like, Weird that she would just flip flop her emotions like that, but I get what can you do, females, right? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, ladies. Don't, don't, don't type me, don't type me in the comments, please. <laughs> Anthony, um, what have you done? I, I'm sorry, it was a joke. Why, why would you do that? That's I know that, that now they're gonna be like, oh, he's a he's he, he's a woman hater, womanizer, blah, blah blah. I'm like, no, that was just a joke, relax. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, but anyway, um. So the Gilkaijers 
do end up using the uh, ultimate power of the Car Rangers, but it's just a spin-out attack, basically. I forgot what it was called in the Japanese version, but that's that's just how it, the, the spinning finishing move that they do in the end of the battle. And that was that's it. Right. And I was like, and yeah. it was just not great. I was like, that's it? But whatever. And um, surprisingly, Jocito is not dead. He actually does um, live throughout this fight. He escaped, he goes into, um, into space after, the, after they attack him and he shrinks back down to his regular human size and just all smoked, smoked up and he's just like, you know, beat up, you know, from the fight and just is unconscious. Um, meanwhile, in the park, um, Jinrai basically, basically gets the Gokaiju uh, to do their little, their little skit and um, they do the pose, of course they did. And uh, Jinrai is just like, yeah, like you did it. And that's the end of the episode. And he, this episode actually was pretty funny. What what I miss? What is the grand power? Yeah, uh, um, it's actually not the grand power that allows them to use the finisher. They just use that move. Yeah, according to Jinai, the their grand power is just for them to do the the pose where they like rev their arm around, but Gekiso Sentai, Karenja! And then oh, Javi... that, uh, I did not realize that. My mistake, guys. I, okay, I, yeah, I, no, I thought that they did. Thing. And then Navi like, was all like, well, I guess some grand powers are useless. That's what it was. Okay, so yeah, I did remember that now. Looking back, I was like, why? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I just want to yeah. say, say this right from the start again. I, I think I'm the only one of us three that has seen Car Ranger all the way through. Um, I've seen it too. I've seen it all the way through too. Okay. I have not. Okay, well, I could just say this. This is a perfect tribute for Car Ranger because Most I, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, for those of you back home, like, maybe you got hints of it if you've seen Turbo, but Car Ranger is a parody of Super Sentai. It had, like, it just does things absolutely ridiculous. The way that the villains make the monsters grow is just so ridiculous that it's hilarious um just the the final like the plan for the main villain is just funny like it's all just hilarious and this just completely embraces it there are so many like i mean obviously the 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 mecha battle at the end is absurd that the fourth wall joke is just hilarious where I think we told you this, but uh, every time the uh, Go Pigers encounter a um, a uh, former Sentai Ranger, there'll be this legend shift where, like, their where their Sentai Ranger form will like overlay over them. Well, when the Go Pigers encounter Jinai and Red Racer appears over him, Jinai is like, "What is this on me?" And then he like swats it away. That yeah, was like a fly. Oh, Rick, you almost forgot another another um tribute that they kind of did for Car Ranger. Um and you remember in Car Ranger, um the female villain of that season falls in love with Red Racer, who is Janai. Yeah. And in this one, Isarin is the one that falls in love with him in this one. So it's like a small little like Easter egg, like, ha, huh, see, yeah. remember this? Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, you know that because I recent recent watched it, so that's why I remember it. Like, oh yeah, like she she fell in love with him too, so that was funny. I mean, maybe there are some people that get annoyed with like stupid comic relief episodes, but this is one of those tributes where like. There was no way you could do a tribute episode to Car Ranger and not have it be some a really absurd, funny episode. Like, there's no way you were going to get away with that because Car Ranger is just not a Sentai that you can take seriously. I mean, you really can't. If you've watched Car Ranger, it's like, I mean, if you think the early episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are cheesy and just so over the top oh, and silly, okay. you. <laughs> If you watch Power Ranger, you are in for a ride. They're not that bad, honestly. Like, it could be worse. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you watch Turbo, I mean, you you would, you could sometimes get hints. I mean, because even though Turbo tried to be serious, there were moments where they would, you know, where they would keep the sillier elements for Car Ranger, like, I don't know, like, in, like, one of the early episodes of Car Ranger, there's an episode where Tommy, and this is obviously Car Ranger footage, uh, pulls out the manual to figure out how to drive his Zord. I mean... But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty campy. Um, and in one of the episodes of the Phantom Ranger saga, when the Rangers get their new Zords, uh, the rescue Zords, um, and they're battling against uh, that giant robot, um, Literally in that battle, which is supposed to be like with epic music playing in the background, Cassie shoots something that like jabs the robot in his butt, and then the robot's eyes literally pop out of its head like it's some kind of cartoon. Like, yeah, that's regular main play in Car Ranger. <laughs> oh yeah, very goofy. Yeah, but funny. But like, but I liked it though. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it, but just even the way that they make the monsters grow, like in Turbo. Divatox just shoots torpedoes at the monster. I'm not going to spoil it for Riz or anybody, but even the way that they grow the monsters in Car Ranger is just like you cannot laugh at that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So specific way they do it too. That that's 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 the funny part because you don't figure it out yet. It'll be like, what? How do they do that? Yeah. But yeah, this episode was awesome. I. I I like I mean the sillier elements uh, just it's the perfect parody for Car Ranger. What did you yeah, think, definitely. I, I agree. I've you know, understand Car Ranger. I don't know if I have plans to really watch it anytime in the near future, but I I thought it was interesting to see how they are compared to the Turbo Rangers. Mm-hmm. Because Turbo, they were serious the entire time because, you know, that was, they're picking up three or four years of content with Mighty Morphin and Zia before it. There were a few episodes that were kind of like comedic or just like, what what, what was the the point of that? The uh, sing-along? That was pretty cringy. Yeah. Oh my God. Or the pizza episode? Oh. To be new time pizza. TJ still talks about that to this day. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I, I don't blame him. I'll talk about it too if I were him. Yeah, yeah but again, baked into a giant pizza, that's just... That's like... Tell, like uh, In an episode of Car Ranger, I mean, that's just main play for it. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Hey, if it works, it works, right? 
Well, we got a lot to talk about in these next two episodes. They're pretty action-packed. We got a lot, so we're going to have to move on to those two for episodes 15 and 16. Uh, and uh, this one, you're going to be able to do the honors. So let's get on it. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> so um, the episode opens with... The episode 15 is called A Privateer Appears, by the way. Yes. Thank you. Um, the episode opens with the Gokai's are hanging out in the galleon, and Don walks in and says, Hey guys, uh, our bounty went up again. And everyone gets excited. They're like, Really? How much did it go by this time? And they start discussing that. And um, they start discussing how the Gokai's bounty is becoming comparable to what the Ekaki Pirates, which translates to Red Pirate Gang's bounty was. And Ahe mentions Marvelous used to be a member of that. And Marvelous is kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever. And moves on real quick because he didn't want to talk about his time as a Red Pirate Gang member. Um, hint, hint. That's a huge focus for the episode. Hint, hint. Um, so Marvelous goes and says, hey, Navi, or actually says, Hey, Bird, what's our next clue? And Navi is a typical spinner in the room, hid himself, hold her place, and comes out and blurts out some clue. Except this time, it's not just a find a samurai or learn traffic safety. It's danger incoming, danger incoming. And they're all like, what? And even Navi's like, that's not normal. So I try again. <laughs> Um, so they immediately after, um, the Zanyak start to detect a new, uh, vessel entering Earth's atmosphere and they're discussing, well, who is this person and why are they here and what the heck's going on? And it turns out it's a privateer. It's not like any, um... It's a it's a it's a privateer that's loyal to the Zaniac. The Zaniac trusts them, so they're allowed to let they have to let the guy through. Um, enter Bosco. Bosco Ta Zalakia. I can't say that. I think Zalokia. Look, look. Yes, that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and his trust his trusty space monkey psychic Sally. Because why wouldn't you have a space monkey psychic named Sally? Really, of all the things, Sally. Space monkey? Alright. Okay. So, yeah, he arrives and Bosco and Marvelous have an interaction when Bosco finds Marvelous after a quick scrim... It was like a quick scrimmage with the Zaniac. And Marvelous is completely taken by surprise when he hears the words Marvitsan because he's not used to being called that anymore, and the only person that does call him that is Bosco. And Marvelous gets really upset, and he is just really not happy to see Bosco there. And um, Bosco reveals a couple of things. One, he's there to get the treasures. And two, that... Bosco and Marvelous were both part of the uh, Akaki Pirates with Navi and Aka Red. Aka Red being the uh, spiritual embodiment 
of the previous Red Sentai Rangers that appeared in the uh, Bokenzer vs. Sentai uh, crossover movie for the 30th anniversary. So if you've seen that movie, you'd know all about Akared. I have not seen that movie, so I don't know much about him. But yeah, well, this show tends to exp- uh, he didn't really do much in that movie. Like he, we didn't really see him much as a character. In fact, interestingly enough, this show probably expands more upon his character than anything in that. All all it is is that he just appeared in that. So okay, um, that there's not really much else to say other than that he was in that movie. Yeah. And that movie sucks, by the way, but that's another conversation. We'll have to talk later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Akared, Navi, Marvy, and Bosco were all in the crew together, and they hung out, and they did pirate stuff. Um, presumably, they were going on to hunt for the greatest treasure in the universe, and yeah. So it they reveal during the uh, the recap that the pirates had actually traveled the entire universe after the legendary battle to try and recover the lost ranger keys for all the 34 sentais that were um that lost their powers after the battle ended and the the after the ranger keys were all gathered um it turns out bosco actually double crossed akarad marvelous and turned into an ally for zanyak and stole the ranger keys from them thinking that was the key to unlock the treasure pun intended by the way um so akared and marvelous have to fend off all the zanyak and akared says marvelous says hey take the keys and run run as far as you can and marvelous runs with the keys and um Akarad is left to his own kind of demise or fate. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not really clear what happens to Akarad after, per se. Yeah. Um, he could be dead, he could be alive, but he could just, yeah. you know, be somewhere. But, you know. So, sure. this is the moment that we can all cite as the origins of Gokaiser as a team. Because it's at this point that Marvelous becomes Gokai Red, because the key is in the box and he uses it. So presumably after this, um, he meets Zoe and Ahim and Dawn and all the others, and they form over the course of like the next couple of years. And we can assume that uh, Aka Red made the Mobirates, I guess, because the funny thing is is that we see Bosco with his own Mobirate, even though he has the keyhole sealed shut. So. Yeah, we, let's just assume that Aka Red made those. I, it it could be that, or it could just be that the embodiment of Sentai's energy created it as well. Um, that's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't rule out the fact that you know it wasn't him that made it, or it was like the spiritual embodiment that made it. Um. Anyway, so. You know, Marvelous decides, I must find the greatest treasure to keep his promise to Akarad that I will find a treasure and I'll, you know, make my wish. So, the the team splits apart from Bosco because the Zanyak are attacking and, well, they can't fend off Bosco and Zanyak, so they go and regroup. And Marvelous decides to leave 
his group behind and return to find Bosco on his own. I have a one-on-one talk, old friend, old friend, as as you may. And when he meets uh, Bosco, Bosco tells him, hey, so you're blindly following the advice of Akka Red, but you don't even know what, like, you don't even know the whole story. Akka Red held a lot back from you. And Marvelous um, is like, what do you mean? He said, well, have you ever seen these ranger keys? And pulls out a bunch of ranger keys. He pulls out five and says, look at these. And by the way, these are all former uh, six ranger keys. Um, so we see, like, I think, Time Fire, Decca, Break. Yeah. Um, King, King Ranger and Sirik. Sirik Ranger. Sirik Ranger? Yeah. And Dragon Ranger. Dragon Ranger, yeah. And for so, those of you back home that uh, don't know, that is the Green Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, uh, the Gold Zeo Ranger, even though he's considered black in Sentai. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, Quantum Ranger from Power Rangers Time Force, the Green Samurai Ranger from Ninja Storm, and the Omega SPD Ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Marvelous is stunned that there are more keys that he didn't know about, and Bosco reveals that he has 10 of these keys, at, at least. Um, so the other Gokaisers arrive as the battle begins, because at this point, um, Bosco also reveals that he has a flute, and the keys fit in his flute very much so, like how the Mubarak can take in a key, he can take in five keys to his flute and actually bring the power to life. So the suit comes to life with the powers, and there's a person inside, or a spirit inside, or something, and they're controlled by Bosco to fight the Gokaids. Which is really, really devious. Yeah. Um, so the other guys arrive and say, yeah, we're just in the neighborhood and we saw that Bosco has more keys and well, if we're Gokaisers, that's our job to get those keys. So here we are. And don't worry, Marvelous, we're not going to get in your way. We're just here to get the keys. You can handle Bosco. We'll handle these clowns. And unfortunately, the key clones easily just defeat the Gokaisers and well, they defeat Bos- the five that uh, Bosco released, but then Bosco releases his other ten Ranger keys. Yeah, there's fifteen of them total, I believe, or maybe sixteen. Yeah. And, and, the, um, and the other ones are um, um, first. He releases those five, and the Gokaijers defeat those, and then Bosco reveals, "Oh, yeah, I have ten more." Yeah, uh, which include uh, pretty much all the other sixth Rangers. Um, so yeah, like Mega Silver, Opera Killer, um, Broken Silver. Uh, uh, Ranger, um, um, Maji, so that, Maji, Maji, yeah, and then the two go on their uh, what are these gold and silver? Sil- silver, gold? Yeah. silver and gold, silver and gold. Okay, so for those of you back home, that's the white Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, the Silver Space Ranger, the um, the uh, I'm just gonna um, the white Dino Thunder Ranger. The Lunar Wolf Wild Force Ranger, um, Gold, uh, um, the Solaris Knight from Mystic Force, the Gold Samurai Ranger, both the Gold and Silver Rangers from RPM, um, Robo Knight. Uh, his name is Gose Knight in a in um in a Ghost Ager and a 
There's one more. Um, uh, um, let's see. Oh, number three. That's my favorite Sentai Sixth Ranger, and I forgot about him. What is wrong with me? Vulcan uh, uh, Silver. Silver. How do you forget Vulcan Silver? You're fired. Oh my god. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, I stand down. <laughs> the Mercury Operation Overdrive Ranger. Well, that's a good reason to forget him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry about that. So yeah, these ten keys are the ones that defeat the Gokaisers, and Bosco during the fight takes Zo, Luca, Don, and Ihem hostage, but he lets Marvelous keep the Ranger keys that they defeated the first five. So that'll yep. be Dragon King, Timefire, Serenkinzer, Deckerbreak. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's where the episode ends. Dun dun dun. Boy. <laughs> All right. So let me just say real quick. Sid hit the fan. Yeah. In a really bad way here. Really so bad way. We'll do we'll do our thoughts on this when we get through the two parter. So let's get into episode six, class Sentai versus Sentai. Um so in this case, the episode picks up right where it leaves off. Bosco tells Marvelous that his demands are simple to give back his uh, the Gokaisers to him. He wants the Ranger Keys, Gokai Galleon, and Navi. Basically, everything you need to count the greatest treasure in ease. Because you got the keys that are apparently useful to get the greatest treasure in the universe. The Gokai Galleon is just comfortable to hang around in. And then you got Navi. You need Navi because he's the one who gives you all the hints. So you use all these guys to put together the way to get it. So he wants that. And Marvelous is left to decide, do I give over the stuff or do I risk losing my friends to the Zanya? Because Bosco said, if you don't give me the friends, or I mean, if you don't give me the stuff I'm asking for, your friends will go to Zanyak and, well, there's a nice bounty on their heads as we've come to find out in the beginning of episode 15. And I'd like to collect it for you if you don't want to comply. So Marvelous returns to the Galleon and he thinks about it. And he contemplates how he found the Aka Ranger key while on this treasure hunt. And he meets Aka Red for the first time. And how that leads to him joining him on the hunt and joining the Akaki pirates and uh, the hunt begins for the greatest treasure in the universe. Um, when that cutback scene ends, Marvelous decides, no. Akira taught me that my friends are a great asset. I can't lose them. So he agrees to give Bosco what he wants in exchange for his friends. However, Marvelous um, decides when he gets there to say, no, you're not going to get the keys the Galleon, or Navi. And he says, because I'm a pirate, I'll do what I want, because that's what I do. And I want my crew back, and I'm going to get back right now. And I'm like, go Marvelous! That's a, that's a, clap, that's a clap for you. That's a clap that's right a clap, there. Because he's just like, <laughs> he's the most epic of men. I don't care what you say. He's, he's oh, he is. Absolutely. So... Marvelous does this really cool number where he throws the chest up with all the keys and the keys scatter around, distracting Bosco and Sally. Why Sally's there? Why, what is the monkey doing in this fight? Whatever. Um, 
So the Gokaisers in the distraction are able to get a, contain Sally. And what the thing that's really brilliant is that in the chest, not only is it, is it a distraction, but also Marvelous is Mobarit's in the chest, and Don's able to catch it in his mouth. <laughs> and Joe catches a sinking green key and puts it into the Mubarak in Don's mouth, allowing Don to become sinking green and to free the others. Um, anyway, that's the first time that... Uh, that was beautiful. Um, technically, the kid did this in the second episode, but this is the first time that a Gokaiger has transformed directly into a previous Sentai Ranger without transforming into his Gokaiger form first. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only time that they do it in the show. I could be wrong, but... Uh, yeah, there's other times, I think. Yeah, but that, that's the first time they do this in the show. Yeah. Yeah. And the last episode we forgot to mention um, was the first episode where none of the Gokaijers change into a former ranger. Yeah, yeah that's, that's also the like straight, just them just Gokaijers, that's it. They don't change any any other ranger beat in ranger before that at all. Shocking just that brief fun fact there. Yeah. So um Don frees the um, remaining Gokaisers using Stinkin' Green's powers, and they get their Mubarak's back because they got it from Sally's belt, and they Gokaid Zanes, and um, while this is going on, Bosco's trying to steal the Ranger kids that fell from Marvin's obsessed, but Navi, being the amazing little bird that he is, has already gathered up all the keys and put them back into obsessed and flew back to the Galleon. And <laughs> Bosco just left like, that's a good move. That's a really good move. So the Gokaiser start to fight the 10 keys that are remaining. So uh, I'm going to look off the notes here because there's a lot going on. So I don't want to mess it up. Uh, Luca and Ihem are the ones that fight Abra Killer and Boken Silver and defeat them. After a great battle, Zoe and Dawn defeat Mega Silver and Gao Silver. Ironic, because they're both silver. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marvelous takes on Stinkin' Gold by himself. Um, following this, the five Gokaisers then take on the Kiba Ranger, Magisign, Go On Gold and Silver, and Gosei Knight with a final wave. Um, so... This leaves just Bosco and Sally, and Sally, as I've said many times, is very useless here. It's a monkey. <laughs> um, so Bosco releases his own monster onto them and runs away to fight another day. And in, so, in doing so, he lets them keep the 10 Granger keys. And this is going to be very important for our next review about the movie. Just, just keep that in mind, all right? Yeah. Um, so the Gokai's defeat the monster, and then as they're doing their recap on you know what happened, their little brief after they say, Well, wait, your prediction led them to didn't lead to a grand power, but to 15 new six ranger keys, and that's big. We didn't know these existed. And little did they know, there's way more to come out of it. Um, because at the end of the episode, Bosco uh, reveals he has 10 more. And these are all based off of the um, 
I guess you call these like the extra rangers. Um, and, so you got like uh, Bond guy heroes, apparently, from what I'm reading in the wiki. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk about this for a sec because I don't know if I know the distinction between an extra ranger versus a bond guy hero. Well, um, I, I guess um, when when they talk about bond guy heroes, um, so just to uh, just to tell the audience the ten keys that he has, um, and they're all from uh, Power Rangers. Uh, there's a Signal Man who was the Blue Centurion in a Power Rangers Turbo, uh, Black Knight, or the Magna Defender from Lost Galaxy, um, Decca Master and Decca Swan. Um, which are the Shadow SPD Ranger and the Cat SPD Ranger. Yes, even though she only appeared in one episode. In, in both SPD and Deca Ranger, by the way, she yeah. still gets the wrong key for some reason. Um, <laughs> the uh, Walzard Fire and Maji Mother, which are... Um, Walzard Fire is the Wolf Warrior from uh, Mystic Force, and uh, Maji Mother is the White Mystic Force Ranger. Um, then we have Zuban, who is the Sentinel Knight from Operation Overdrive. Um, uh, Rio and Melee, which are the equivalents of, uh, of, um, uh, Jared and, uh, Camille's forms. So, uh, the Black Lion Warrior and the Green Chameleon Warrior. So basically Jared and Camille from Jungle Fury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, finally, um... Like I said earlier in this review, uh, Jaime Shinken Red, the female version of Shinken Red. Kind of weird how they're both, um, how they both have, they're both Ranger keys. But then again, I mean, if you, even if you watch Power Rangers, you'll notice that they were both actively Rangers at the same time. So it just yeah. happens. So but, uh, it's kind of funny that, like, if, if, uh, the princess actually managed to get the keys back from the Kokaiachers. Maybe she's missing a key because yeah. she would have Takaru's key, but she wouldn't have her own key. She's like, yeah. wait, where's my key? Like, it's supposed to be, you know, seven of well, us, but there's only six. But to answer Riz's question, um, the two examples of, like, uh, a Bangai hero, I guess you could say, that are in these keys would be the Signal Man and uh, Zuban, because... Um, Neither one of those heroes, like, their ranger form was their only form. Like, they were only, um, like, they had no civilian form. Um, so, therefore, they would be considered Bangai heroes. And, like, the extra heroes and extra rangers, um, I guess an extra hero would be someone like, uh, um, like, uh, the Black Knight or, you know, the Magna Defender. Um, and, uh, I, um, and I guess Rio in Melee, cause I don't, I don't think you would consider either one of those guys like actual Rangers, especially not the Magna Defender. I mean, I know he has a Morpher and I know he has a human form, but his, his suit is much different. So I don't think you could consider himself a Ranger. So that would be an extra hero. And then mm -hmm. the ones that are actual Rangers, again, you know, like Shaq. Shadow Ranger, Decor uh, Cat Ranger. Uh, am I making sense, or...? I guess. I, um, I understand the extra Ranger concept with the Bonga here. I don't get... You have to get... I mean, like, even in Power Rangers, they have, you know, uh, they have um, 
they call them like ranger-like allies and some of the yeah. other examples uh Ninja was a big example. He's it's considered he, in in Power Rangers and in, in Sentai, like he'd be considered a Bankai hero because he doesn't, you know, transform like, you know, have a civilian form. And by the way, there's yeah. a reason why there's no uh, uh, Ninja's name in the Sentai is called Ninja Man. There's a reason why there's no Ranger key for him, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, other examples, uh, I can't remember what he was called an O-Ranger, but uh, that Tiki dude from Zeo, Orc the Conqueror, he was called in uh, yeah. Zeo. He only appeared in like two episodes. I can't remember what he was called in, uh, in uh, O-Ranger. He was called something. Gun Majin, I think? He was... Gun... Uh... But, but he would be another example of a Bangai hero, and I don't know why... Uh, they don't have one for him, but he didn't really do much in O-Ranger, so I guess, I mean, and he only appeared in, like, two episodes of Zeo, so I don't think anybody would have remembered him. Yeah, I don't want to care about him. I care about him. Okay, well, I guess you're the only one, Riz. Um. Well, three all two. <laughs> he's like, he's awesome. <laughs> My man was super important, and y'all just hating on demand. But yeah, I hope I gave you some idea with that explanation. I know that was kind of all over yeah. the place. I mean, gun, ma- gun, gun Majin. Gun Majin. Oh, okay. his name. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Bosco still has Ranger keys. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And they're going to use them in a later episode. But we're not going to get to that because we have a movie now. And Bosco's not in the movie. Spoilers. Yep. Which will we which we will be covering uh next review. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked this episode. Um gives a lot of backstory for uh for um for Marvelous. And uh, I just want to say that uh Bosco might be one of my top ten favorite Sentai villains. Um I my all-time favorite would have to be a little bit more of like a serious or a complex one because Bosco is like I obviously prefer villains where you I, I prefer a lot of you know more morally ambiguous villains where you know maybe they're not entirely evil but if a villain is like really but I can obviously settle for villains that are like you know just pure evil like oh yeah yeah I'm evil and I really yeah. don't care. Bosco is the perfect way to handle this because Bosco is evil, and boy, does he like to have fun being evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Total dick. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, he always has this real smug smile. He's just giggling all the time. Like, he likes to be... He just loves to torture people and do terrible things, and... Can you hate and the, him? And the, and the betrayal, like, man. Big slap in the face. I mean, yeah. do you blame the guy? Hmm? It sounds like fun. Like, you know, being evil sounds like fun. And then can we talk about how, like, even after the go get beaten by the six rangers 
they were still beating the crap out of them without their suits. Yep. Man. The Ranger Keys were punching them around. Mm-hmm. That's, what she felt, that's what she felt bad for, like, freaking um, Luca and, like, I'm, because, like, you know, Luca's my girl, so I, like, you know, see her in pain just irk my nerves, like. Yeah. <laughs> the only, then, uh, the only weird thing, and, and this is just a nitpick, and I'm sure that we can get, <clears throat> and I'm sure that there's explanations, I just find it weird, like, uh, and I understand why you do that from a meta perspective. Like, it, this was a very clever way to bring in, like, the other Ranger Keys because I don't think it would make sense from, like, a story perspective for the Gokaijers to have all the Ranger Keys. Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense for them to get the sixth Ranger Ranger Keys better. And this was about as good as they could have done it. I think just something that, that just I find weird is that in Marvelous's flashback, it's implied just before uh, Bosco turns them over that Aka Red assumes, and maybe Aka Red was just being mysterious. Um, I don't know. Um, he just assumes that they've gathered all the Ranger keys. I, I, I wouldn't understand why he would think that, why he wouldn't consider at least the sixth Ranger Ranger keys because, you know, he was. Um, because he was, like, in his first appearance um, w- w- um, in Bokinja versus Super Sentai, I mean, he fought alongside two of them because Boken Silver and Maji Shine were there. I mean, yeah. wouldn't he have at least known about those Ranger Keys? And, and that's just a nitpick. I mean, I, I mean, maybe you could just assume that, uh, you know, Aka Red was secretly... Maybe Aka Red was secretly planning to find those Ranger Keys later and... Bosco just screwed those plans up. I can just assume that. Well, there's another theory here at play. I don't think we ever get much detail on it from, like, how these keys get into Bosco's hands. But it it might be possible that prior to the betrayal, Bosco just took him out of his chest and kept him separate just in case as a backup plan. But then how does Marvelous look surprised like he's never seen those Ranger keys before? I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Again, and, and, uh, and it's just a nitpick, and I'm sure that there's, like, there, there's several explanations that would have made sense. Like, maybe Aka Red, um, you know, was planning to have them look for those keys later, and Bosco just ruined those plans with what he did. And again, I'm, I, I really like that. I, I like how they were able to come up with a very clever way to introduce the other Ranger Keys. Because, again, I don't think that it makes sense for the Gokaijers to have ev- the sixth Ranger and those other Ranger Keys yet yeah. in the series. So I definitely appreciate it. You know, unlike in Super Mega Force, where all of a sudden these sixth Ranger Keys are on the wall, even though they never appeared on the wall in previous episodes. Thanks um, a lot, Super Mega Force. Yeah, but but yeah, I think I I like how they I like how they bring in the sixth ranger ranger keys. I'm mm-hmm. definitely a very creative way of doing that. Yeah, so I'm not really complaining. Just uh, a minor plot hole, but there's logical explanations for it. So I'm there's not going to for what's going on here. 
Shut up, go say. Stop. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about that. I'm sure Brock is going to say far too complex for you to understand. Um, I'm just saying, man, you, you asked, I, I gave you the answer. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode overall. I mean, it debuts Bosco, who's an amazing villain. Um, the Ranger Key clone battles are good. Um, I, I think the only problem, but again, I mean, that's just, I mean, this is just Sentai logic is that when they're first fighting the Ranger Keys, they establish that, like, they're tougher, the Ranger Key clones are tougher than Zonyak. Mm-hmm. But they end up defeating them rather easily eventually. But again, that's 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 just Sentai logic, where it's like they're easily defeated by a villain one minute, and then the next minute they're beating it with ease. So I think what it, I think what it was was that like they were just surprised that they were there were more keys because they weren't prepared for that. Now that they know that what's going on, now they can kind of prepare better for their next encounter. Because, as you saw in, like, the last episode, you clearly see that they were, like, you know, being taken down by, like, you know, out the blue. Because they weren't sure what was going on. So once they actually see, actually now know what they're dealing with, now they can prepare better. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I'll buy that argument. Yeah. Because, I mean, they did come out of, out of nowhere. and They were just, like, overrun. And, like, you know... They were just weren't prepared for it. I guess the only and other they, thing, and they, and they fight. They fought separately. I just remember that too. They fall fought. They fought two six rangers separately. Mm-hmm. As uh, you know, so I guess the only other thing I gotta wonder is, um, and I mean, why is like Abar Killer like he was the fifth ranger on the team? Why is he considered a sixth ranger? But Becky Chopper, who is also a White Ranger, who was also the fifth member on the team, why isn't he considered a sixth Ranger? And I guess, I mean, they just had to keep it under 15. And, you know, I've seen Geki Ranger all the way through, and I guess they somewhat imply that maybe Geki Chopper is not strong enough to be considered a sixth Ranger, but that's and some really weird logic. You also have to remember, like... Abar Killer was not actually an ally at first. He was he was yeah, I remember an, an, an antagonist. Well, yeah, you already know because you all watch the show. I watched the show recently too, so I know this is all new. This is all like fresh in my mind. Like and that's not even a for people back home because the White Dino Ranger was originally evil in Dino Thunder too. So yeah, but like in in Abar Ranger, yeah, Abar Killer was evil for mo- majority of the series. Yeah, it's not it's not how it was in Down Thunder where he just returned came good after like a few episodes later. He stayed evil for a long time. Yes, yeah. so yeah. much so that uh, you know, uh, in Dino Thunder, uh, they had to come up with a story where they created an evil clone of the White Ranger just to work with the work with there still being Sentai footage of the White Ranger doing evil stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, that was just something I want to bring up. I mean, not a big deal. I mean, even if Geki Chopper uh, was a sixth ranger, I probably wouldn't. Uh, he's actually my least favorite Geki Ranger, so I don't really mind. Design wise, no, but as a character, yes. Yes. Nothing against Dom. Nothing against Dom. 
Definitely gets Dom. I like Dom, and I've met his actor. His actor was awesome. I love, I love you, Nikolai. You were really nice to me when I met you at Pyromorphicon. But um, he was okay to me. Like I wasn't really a big like fan of yeah. like his character in the show. But that's just me, though. I, yeah. you know. But yeah, we're, we're getting off subject. Point is, is that this episode was really awesome. Yes. Did you want to get more details, Riz? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, that about wraps this up then. Uh, so I guess to kind of a recap, uh, the only way that I can describe what we've gone through so far is that we had a two-part tribute episode, one filler episode, and then tribute episode, and then a two-part episode where a lot of stuff happened. So go ain't wasting any time with its story stuff. Nope, sure isn't. Not at all. Yeah. And it's still going pretty strong. I'm still, um, you know, I I watched Gokaiger multiple times, so I so, so I kind of know what's filler and what's not. But at revisiting it like ten years later, I'm still very much enjoying it. Um, this rewatch, in fact, uh, you know, uh, I, I'll go into more detail in the next video uh, when we talk about the movie. But just going through this rewatch. Uh, there is some stuff that I may not have been a big fan of, um, and I'll go into more detail because this mainly pertains to the next uh, to the movie that we're going to be reviewing next time. But mm -hmm. uh, but there's actually some stuff that I may not have been a huge fan of that looking at it now, a couple of years later, I'm really starting to appreciate more. Like maybe I was just kind of being a bit of a nitpicking jerk, but I'm really appreciating the series more. What a jerk. So, yeah, I know. I'm a it's jerk. It's okay to nitpick. You know, right. it's okay to nitpick every once in a while. But yeah, uh, we haven't really had a bad episode so far, and I don't think we're no, going to get no. a bad episode. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys want to give a general recap of what you think of how the series is going? It's going good so far. Like, I'm enjoying the... I'm, re I'm rejoining in episodes all over again because I'm like, wow, this is actually as good as I watched it, you know, those those some years ago. Mm -hmm. To me, Joe still holds very true to what it was for me when I watched it maybe eight years ago, whatever. Yeah. And it's been yeah. really enjoyable and this ride is not getting stale yet, so I'm pretty happy. Well the ride is uh gonna be taking a bit of a going to be speeding up next time guys because uh next time we're going to be uh dedicating an entire review to reviewing the uh we were originally going to do it uh here but i'm pretty sure that this video has become incredibly long and if we were to include it in this video it would be even longer um so we're you just going to dedicate <laughs> yeah we're yeah. going to dedicate an entire video specifically to it we're going to be reviewing Go Kaiger, Go Sager, Super Sentai, 199 Hero, Great Battle, which is the crossover movie, um, as well as the anniversary special for um, Go Kaiger. And it's going to be featuring the return of the Sentai that preceded Go Kaiger, which is Tenso Sentai, Go Sager. Um, we're going to be uh, we're going to be getting to that uh, shortly um, after we wrap up this video. Um, we hope you guys will join us for that. Um, 
couple of uh, quick uh, things to tell you before we uh, wrap up. Um, so after we review the movie, uh, we're going to be doing Gokaiger episodes 16 through 27. And the reason why we're reviewing the movie in between is because uh, that movie, unlike um, um, most crossover movies, in fact, I would even say like 99% of them, uh, uh, we're not gonna, this isn't going to be a regular thing. Like maybe we'll do a separate thing for it. But uh, this crossover movie actually has some like massive bearing on the plot of it's canon it's basic yeah. canon yeah a, a lot oh, yeah. of stuff happens in fact spoiler alert in the next episode in the series proper they're gonna be like they're gonna tell us some stuff that only makes sense if you watch that movie so we kind of have to review it um and we're, we're probably not going to review the uh the actual Gokaiger movie uh the flying ghost ship or the gavin movie unless we decide we want to do that as a side thing at yeah. some point um but yeah we'll be reviewing the movie and then episodes uh 17 through 27 we'll be back on track reviewing 10 um every um every video um i will be uh doing a personal video um talking with you guys about a subject regarding sentai that happened in 1995 that i've wanted to do for a while I hope you guys will uh, join me for that because um, I've read a lot of interesting stuff about this and I haven't seen many people talk about it on YouTube. So I want to be one of the first to do that. Hope you guys will join us for that. Yeah, check us out. It's going to be really exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, um, we hope you guys have enjoyed this video. Uh, and if you, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, if you uh, if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe. Um, also, leave a comment down below if you want to see anything else uh, covered on Toku Secrets. Um, also, check us out at AnimeSecrets.org. Be sure to follow us on all the um, social media pages like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this, and uh, we are we will see you guys next time. We once again, hope you guys enjoyed it. We thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you guys. Yep. See you. Later.